This episode is sponsored by Studio Sweden Headphones and Cryptid Crate. And this episode is dedicated for our head of the Illuminati tier on Patreon. Bobby has dedicated this episode to Teresa from Home Depot for selling him mulch. You too can become the head of the Illuminati tier and dedicate episodes for an entire month if you go to patreon.com slash secret transmission. Enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. The Secret Transmission Podcast. I am your host, Toby. Okay, I was going to say, did you forget your name? No, no, oh. that that did happen a couple weeks ago, though. <laughs> you forgot your name? <laughs> no, no, it was something really funny that I forgot, and and I paused like that. But uh, I'm Toby. Um, other co-hosts, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Rudy. Hi, Madison. Kristen. And I'm the producer, Satan. <laughs> <clears throat> that's that's our producer. Yeah. He makes our show better. He's I, here. He's here. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. I I do stuff from time to time. Y- occasionally. But I don't know what. I don't um, either. <laughs> he's a terrible human being. <laughs> so we have a hell of a topic today. Oh my gosh. That, that's one way to put it. We. This is going to be one of the weirder episodes, I believe. So if, I be- this, if this is your first episode, this is a bad episode to start on. Uh, uh, yeah, fair warning. Good be- warning. Because we are going to jump all over the place mm-hmm. on the Montauk project. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's not something that has an order or anything that I could try to make chronologically make sense. Plus the rabbit holes that you could possibly fall down are... Endless. Numerous, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so many to this. Right. And the, there's... Okay, so here's the biggest problem. Uh-huh. Before we go any further, let's get the Stranger Things references out of the way. <laughs> because you cannot research this without finding 900 articles about right. how... Where did Stranger Things come from? It came from the Montauk Project. Is, the, is Stranger Things based on a real-life event? Top 10 reasons why Montauk Project and Stranger Things are related. Right. Yeah. So, this... Yeah, we've seen them. If, uh, if you are a fan of Stranger Things, you're not going to be a fan of this. <laughs> that hurts my heart, guys. No, you, you'll see the similarities if and, we if we get to those points. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I've got a bunch of stuff. We're not going to stay in any kind of order. There's no way to stay in order. Right. So should I just kind of start? Let's just spill right into this okay. this mess. So when we talk about the Montauk Project, it refers to several government projects that were held at Camp Hero or Fort Hero or Montauk Air Force Station. Mm-hmm. And this is in Montauk, Long Island, New York. Right. Did you follow all that, Kristen? <laughs> 
I I can't even follow it half the time. So it, there's there's a bunch of names. I'm gonna refer to it as Camp Hero. Okay. Since that's the shortest name, instead of calling it the Air Force, I will let you know when it's actually called what it is. But mm-hmm. we're gonna be call, calling it Camp Hero from here on out. Right. And this is basically, if if all true, is the most well guarded secret government project that's ever existed. And I saw a lot of people, and I like this, they, they referred to it as the East Coast Area 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes sense, eventually. <laughs> right. Uh, so some of the believed things that the government was researching with this project were telekinesis, time travel, psychological warfare, mind control, alien technology, space travel, teleportation, and about a hundred other spooky things. Um, one of them was genetic research. Oh, see, I didn't see the genetic well, research one. Th- my first introduction into the Montauk was the Montauk monster. Ah, Did you remember that little picture that they had floating around a few years ago? This strange little thing on the on the coast. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to look into it. Because I do remember. Supposedly, it's been debunked as a prank because, like, the guy supposedly took it home and buried it, but he didn't bury it deep enough, and the dogs ate it. So there was no proof that it actually existed yep. now, other than that one picture. Right. But supposedly, um, it came from this secret research facility, and supposedly they're doing like genetic experimentations on this. But I'm pretty sure it's already been fake, you know, proven fake. But right. Which I'm is weird. Th- why would you take it all the way home to bury it? Why wouldn't you just bury it there? Right. Or why? Or would turn you it just... into somebody. Hey. That... Exactly. This is one of many, many questions you're going to have. <laughs> kind of like, like the guy who claimed he had Bigfoot in his freezer. And oh, then, yeah. You know, kind of like the same thing. but Right. So, yeah. He had the Slim Jim Man in there? <laughs> I turned it into jerky. The Sasquatch Jerky Man? <laughs> jerky Squatch. Jerky Squatch. <laughs> okay. Squatch Jerky. <laughs> Gross. I don't know if I'd want to eat that. That'd be Should tough. we start Human Jerky again? He was oh, a Slim no. Jim rep, and he killed the Sasquatch <laughs> Jerky guy. But yeah, uh, just getting that out of the way, there's the whole Montauk monster, which, you know, may have been fake at this right. point. It, I don't know. It, I wasn't there. Basically, it was a washed up animal, right? Suppose it looked like a rat with a beak. Yeah. Like a, like a hairless rat with a beak is what it looked like. See, that's uh, some of the explanations. Just a poor deformed rat. Yeah. Yeah. Or. or... <laughs> it was, uh, what's a splinter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Master Splinter. Master Splinter. Uh, no. From, from what I heard, uh, people were basically like it's probably just like a, a hairless dog or, or something you know the hairs washed off mange or something and people are freaked out because you know you don't really see many animals without their hair right well if you look if you google it it is bizarre looking and but you know like i said i don't know i have no idea where there's it let me see montauk monster montauk Mo- m-o-n-t-a-u-k and it just looks like a hairless rat with a beak just lying dead on the beach right? oh i have seen this yeah Supposedly that that came from Montauk, and um, part of the myth now of Montauk, the secrecy is that they do genetic experimentations there. Right. So, so Montauk, New York, is a small town of about three thousand people, and this is like uh, in two thousand ten. Right. The land the base sat on was called Camp Hero, like I said, and it was two hundred seventy eight acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, the site was. It was originally commissioned by the U.S. Army in nineteen forty two as a coastal defense station. And there was something about how they had, like, three big uh, guns. Yeah, like uh, anti-ship uh, cannons. Yeah, like so- something... Built into the side of the hill or something. Right, and I, I didn't 
I didn't write any of that down. I just figured I'd mention it. There, right. th- I mean, it was a defense station for our mm-hmm. coast. Which I could see why you'd want to keep that protected. You right, know. going towards New York. Right, right. Yeah, big big time have something right there. Mm-hmm. The camp was named after Major General Andrew Hero, mm-hmm. Jr., oh. who died in 1942. In 1957, the Army closed Camp Hero, and the U.S. Air Force took over. And this is when it's the Air Force name. Right. So... When looking up pictures of this place, the first thing you'll more than likely find is the Sage Radar Tower. Yes. It's huge. It's a 120-foot, 70-ton dish that looks like it's been falling apart. Right. Like right. a satellite dish? Yeah. yeah, like just a big, huge one of the old-school ones that looks like almost yes. like a wireframe. It's like the one in, uh, what is that movie? Uh not we're, quite that big. I know which one you're talking uh, about. What though. is it? Contact? Yeah, not, yeah. not that big. Not quite that big. big but it's pretty not big. That big. If you watch videos of like people exploring the area, mm-hmm. you'll see like big chunks of it laying on the ground. And I mean, it's huge chunks. They'd kill you if it fell on you. Right. So just just some of the parts that have fallen off of it. It's crazy. But it's... Did I say how big it was? 120 feet. Okay. 70 tons. Yeah. Yeah. So it was built in 1958. I'm almost born that year. It was believed to be able to transmit radio signals in the 400 to 450 megahertz range. I heard different arguments of what ranges it could go to, but 400 to 450 was what I averaged it out to be. Right. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm lost on that. Someone, <laughs> someone that knows radio signals is like, oh, really shit. good or, or really or bad. Yeah, I don't or, know. They're like, or they're like, eh, that's not impressive. <laughs> Just sounds impressive. Yeah. Megahertz. So we'll get to it, but I guess the theory is that's the range that you need to be able to penetrate the human consciousness to make someone able to to basically put them under mind control or something. Oh. So it's a high, it's a super high frequency that I, I don't think is used normally. Like that's, that's all. Like I'd, the like our naked ear can't hear it. See, I I, I don't. Is know it kind of like a dog whistle? Yeah, maybe. To okay. us, to yeah. humans. I, I don't know. As the dogs start screaming. <laughs> Montauk. It's Montauk. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. The government knows. Yeah. They're listening. In 1982, the U.S. Air Force closed the site due to the large radar being obsolete. But in 1984... So, hold on. Before I get there. Okay. Basically, from what I understood, it was almost obsolete... As they were building it, like the technology was. Okay. Well, I just want you to know that megahertz is right in the middle. There is such a thing as gigahertz. So it wasn't that impressive. (laughs) I still don't know anything about radio. I'm really lost. Hertz, megahertz, and gigahertz. So uh, in 1984, the General Service Administration attempted to sell the entire facility to real estate developers. I guess there were issues here and there. Local environmental activists protested for whatever reason on the selling it. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I didn't look too far into it. Uh, they were going to build a golf course around it at one point. I don't know if they were going to build it on it or, mm-hmm. or just around it. Right. But all that fell through. Uh, and then the land was basically donated as a, as a park. Okay. So Camp Hero State Park was open to the public on September 18th, 2002. There are plans to create a museum that will focus on World War II and Cold War history inside of the old radio, radio radar tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, some areas are still restricted, and a branch of the military may still own everything underneath 
the buildings or the area. Some theories say that there's up to 12 levels underneath the uh, structures. Wait, so there's there's restricted there's restricted areas under where they just built a public park. Yes, and the government still owns them. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me. So I don't know if I want to visit that park. Like, the the the, the, yeah. the theory is there's an entire city underneath this. This okay. is where all these experiments ended up happening. Right, right. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was a base that was completely closed off. Still, it is like above ground. Oh, I mean, it is. There's fencing around it. You're not supposed to go past it, but people break into it all the time. There's oh, yeah. hundreds of videos yeah. of people walking around in it. Right. Um, now, some people, like I said, believe there's 12 levels in this uh, underground right. bunker thing. Some believe it's just a basement. Some believe that it might just be the mineral rights that they're trying to talk about. Anything underground. Oh, okay. So it just depends on how you look at it. But the rumor is there's a huge metal pyramid of some sort. Of course. Underneath, and it's supposed to be some kind of conductor or something. You know what this is kind of sounding like the more and more you talk about this? Huh. Den- Denver International Airport. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Denver. Yeah. So, and, and apparently and some of this... Some Illuminati bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> apparently some of this uh, base actually extends all the way underneath the town of Montauk itself. Okay. It's so big. But, like, in night like... 1958 whenever they isn't that when they started it is that what it said 1958 is when they built the so uh, wasn't there radio uh, the radar tower that was oh. around the time of like the bombings and everything wasn't it 42 is uh world war Two, so that's when uh-huh. this this would have been cold war yeah this is cold war this is why we're yeah. building the radio radar tower so we can well, that's what I was make sure maybe nothing's coming on our made like a whole underground bunker for the town just in case that's uh, yeah. That, that'd be a good point. Yeah, they, it is Long Island. I mean, it's they. There's nowhere to go yeah, because on, right. that's a lot of water. So you would kind of want to be. I mean, I'm glad you said that because that falls into one of my theories in a little while. Because you got submarines and water, submarines yeah. and everything, and maybe that's a way for maybe it's a navy base underneath. I don't know. And plus, the nuclear threat at the time was very real. So if they did have a huge oh, maybe basement. it's like an underground, like you know how they dock up in space. Maybe they dock underground and go in. <laughs> I've, I've actually submarines. heard that of, about a base on the west coast. Really? That there's a submarine base over there that does that. That they actually go inland. It's part of their like training. Hmm. So it's Sweet. huge channels under under the actual continental U.S. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, well back to the park. So th- it's a park. Mm-hmm. There's picnic areas. There's a beach. There's hiking trails, fishing areas. Genetic monsters. Random holes for you to fall through so they can do experiments on you. <laughs> Maybe. So, all the skeptics, if you watch any of these videos. Petting uh, zoo. <laughs> Try our new genetic experiments. A monster petting zoo. Crypto petting zoo. Oh, that, that'd be great. Uh so, like, uh, if you watch some of these videos, people are, you know, walking around the park and they're like, yeah. this doesn't feel like a real park. <laughs> Feels, what is? I mean, what they, is hold it? on. They they keep saying stuff like it feels like a movie set. Like it's really oh, like it's staged. And yeah, so like it's it, which I don't know. Isn't every park staged though? Yeah. Like picnic yeah. tables, same generic it, stuff is, is always uh, usually in a park. Eh, Trees. I, I'm just saying what they're saying. It's astroturf. It's not <laughs> real grass. <laughs> is it like the Truman Show over yeah. here. They're uh, watching all of us. <laughs> it's styrofoam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So portions of the former military installation within the park are registered as national historic sites. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's got some 
Which I can see. I mean, if it was a base built during the Cold War, then yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's got some history to it. So, now we're going to get into the, the meaty parts oh, of this. the meaty bits? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ease into it. Was, was, was everything just the appetizer? That was just the appetizer. Ooh. We're, we're going to dip our toes in, okay? Okay, mm. so this theory of the Montauk Project ties in with a lot of things. Okay. Like I said earlier, we're going to bounce around. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. We may talk about things twice because I don't know how I wrote my notes. <laughs> we're going to go all over the place with this because this is a... I may need a drink. I may need a drink. <laughs> so rumors about Project uh, Montauk seem to really kick off in 1992 from a series of books called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time by Preston B. Nichols and Peter Moon. Uh-huh. I tried looking these two guys up, okay? Preston B. Nichols uh, worked on the Montauk. These are his claims. We're not we're not saying anything factual or not factual. Right. So. These are his claims. His claims. They sound staged and fake. <laughs> uh, Preston, <laughs> Preston worked on the Montauk Project starting in 1968. He did some research on the stealth part. Like, uh, he, he basically claims that he read the final report on Project Rainbow, which is the Philadelphia experiment, which we did an episode on. Uh-huh. There's something weird about him, too. Apparently, he started out as an electrician. Okay. And then moved up, uh, moved the ranks up. I don't I don't know. But he had read the reports on the Philadelphia experiment. So Preston also worked in a different department uh-huh. where he basically, to sum it up, he was trying to hack people's brain with a computer. Okay. Mind control kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He claims to have worked with Al Bulick, which we talked about him in our uh, Phil Schneider episode. And Al's going to be a big part of this one, too. But we're not going to go too deep on Al. Right. Because we want to cover Al separately on his own. Yeah. It, when you do research on this, Al comes up a lot. Too much. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Too much. So he worked on this project with Al. Uh, his name's Albert, I think. We, we, we know him. We're tight. Al Bulick. You know, he passed away in 2010. Right. right? Yeah. So uh, he worked with Al on a project for psychics called the Montauk Chair. And they also mm-hmm. did projects called the Montauk Boys Program. Yes. Okay. So we're still dipping our toes. Mm-hmm. He trained the Montauk Boys to be Psy Warriors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I I couldn't find much on the other on this Peter Moon guy. There was a couple of videos where he's doing like lectures and stuff. Uh-huh. He's boring. <laughs> I, I didn't even care. I, I don't. Right. I guess he has something to do with uh, working there at right. one point. I don't know. So we're just omitting Peter Moon because he wasn't grabbing my attention. He's boring because there was so much other research I had to do on this. Right. I wasn't gonna be bored to death with his terrible <laughs> lecture with terrible audio. <laughs> And terrible lighting. It was terrible on purpose because that's what the government wanted. <laughs> right. They didn't want him to be presentable. So their books that they wrote, they never confirm if they're fiction or nonfiction. But they've always stood on the ground that they're nonfiction, it seems. Like they don't they don't come out and say if this is true or not. In fact, and I couldn't find this. I was trying to find their first page, but everyone reports this. Okay. There's something about their on their first page that basically says something along the lines of it's okay if you don't believe us, but I hope you enjoy the ride, kind of thing. So okay, they're kind. Of, it's kind of like I feel like it's kind of like how movies. Oh, like a uh, uh, like when they put Blair the dis- Witch when they put 
based on true events. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like that's what they did. They like put a, a like a based on true events, but they sensationalized a lot of it. Yes, possibly. I'm not saying yes or no. Never mind. Let me take that back. Possibly. <laughs> so allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Here are some of the things that happen in the books, supposedly. I, I haven't read these books. I don't know. This is what other people have told me the books are about. Okay. The homeless being abducted and tested with electromagnetic radiation. Mm -hmm. Mind control was tested on runaway children. That's the uh, Montauk Boys program thing. Teleportation, time travel, the creation of metahumans through experiments. Mm -hmm. Contact was made with aliens through a time tunnel, and we exchanged technology with them. People using psychic abilities to where they could materialize objects out of thin air. An alien monster traveled through the time tunnel and destroyed equipment and possibly killed some of the researchers. Filmmakers were working with the secret group to make movies like the moon landing, Kristen. (laughs) Early work on the internet was done here. Really? Supposedly. Nazi scientists from Operation Paperclip were used in these experiments. Uh, That wouldn't surprise me. They created the Jersey Devil. Okay. Nikola Tesla's death was faked so he could become the chief director of operations in this base. <laughs> we'll get to all this. We'll talk more about all this. We're not just going to leave all this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to bring it up, but do they uh is Manchurian candidates on your list? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'm going to say okay. also Manchurian candidates came from Montauk. Well, is this in their book or I don't know if this it was is in one the, of the theories. I don't know if it was in the book, but that's a theory that's out there. Okay. So, uh I guess there's a number of books i didn't look up how many books or what uh-huh. they were called but apparently depending on which book you read they have different endings of like how the project stopped oh so or if it stopped i don't know <laughs> so there's that it's still going on today toby how about we take a small break and uh we will go through the timeline of of the best timeline that i could put together which is okay. only a few things and okay. then we'll get into some really meaty stuff okay and uh we'll be right back and be sure to like share and subscribe <laughs> smash that like button (laughs) smash it like it's your first date or your last actually good evening everybody or morning or afternoon or whatever it doesn't matter we are graveyard tales now if you like ghost stories hauntings cryptid encounters and the weird history behind them then you should join us in the graveyard you can find us on any of your favorite podcast providers check out our website at graveyardpodcast.com and follow us on facebook instagram and on Twitter at GRV, I just go search Graveyard Tales. That would be easier. Now, we hope to see you in the graveyard. Hey, Kristen, will you please tell our listeners about the Regent headphones that we got from Studio and how awesome they are? The Regent is the premium on-ear model with impeccable clarity in the instrumental tones and well-balanced sound. With 24-plus hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life, the Regent is the perfect companion for you at home or on the go. It will connect to any device that has Bluetooth, but there is also an auxiliary cord if you don't want to use the wireless option. You can also personalize your Regent interchangeable caps, such as white or black marble designs. The combination of high-polished metal and matte surfaces embodies a vision of Scandinavian design. Let's talk a little about Studio. 
They want to revolutionize the way people see headphones, as not just a tech device, but also an accessory. Currently, the headphones market can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Studio wants to bridge that gap. While emphasizing their modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. Studio also provides free worldwide shipping. You can also get your own pair of Studio headphones just like us here at Secret Transmission Podcast by going to studio.com and using our discount code. And that discount code is SECRET. And you will save 15% on your purchase. Go to studio.com and use SECRET at checkout for 15% off. I'm Jay. I'm Bob. And I'm Corey. We are the Cretans Guild. We're a trio of man-children whose friendship predates the Lion King, Green Day's Dookie, the N64, and the Chunnel. We have backgrounds working in television, video games, radio broadcasting, creative writing, and pizza delivery. That's a large cheese, right? On our podcast, Nerd or Not, you'll hear us talk about board games, TV, movies, comics, collectibles, video games, wrestling, theme parks. We even did a segment on pizza. So check and listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And check out our socials on Twitter and Instagram under Cretans Guild. Welcome to the Guild. So we're back. Yay. And uh, you may have heard our studio ad. Are y'all enjoying y'all's headphones? I am. They are incredible. They're comfy. It's like having little clouds on your ears. I couldn't believe all the stuff I was missing, like, audio-wise. Yeah, so this is actually our first session to actually use them for recording the show. Right. And, yeah, we, Rudy's like, are you hearing that? Do you hear that? It's like, hey, you need to stop doing that. It's picking up. and uh, It always picks up. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, our little junky headphones were not... Uh... Hey, I paid good money for them junky headphones. <laughs> well, when, when tape, when I think every single one of them has tape on them because they've, they've all been, all sat, been on. sat on it at least once. Yeah, but they were kind of junky before that, yeah, too. They true. were the joke headphones where you make fun of somebody for sitting on them and then you sit on them. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, you sit on your headphones, crack. And then Son of a Kristen bitch. did the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Karma. Yep. That's what that is. Broke my own headphones. So, do y'all want to get back into all this Montauk mess? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the time, best timeline I could set up, okay? Okay. The Philadelphia Experiment on the naval ship that... If if you don't remember our Philadelphia Experiment episode, first off, the quality is probably not that great, so you don't have to go back and listen to it, unless you want to. But basically what happened is... They were trying to come up with invisibility technology. So they were trying to turn the ship invisible to enemy ships. They ended up supposedly making it time travel and making it disappear completely from where it was at. Right. And this happened in 1943. And like I said earlier, this was also called Project Rainbow. Right. Around 1946 to 1947, after World War II had ended, a lot of German scientists were brought over from Europe to the U.S. under the, the Project Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. And it was only a matter of time for the Germans were involved. Well, we got we got a bunch of their uh, scientists, is what happened. Uh, the Nazi scientists would end up working with the CIA and other governmental organizations and uh-huh. just kind of get spread out. So, uh-huh. lots of Nazi scientists. And, like, Archer. The, you know, isn't... It's, it's odd that they put all these war criminals in positions of power. Right. What if... Okay, throw this out there. Just let this kind of simmer. What if Hitler was a Montauk project? 
rep- like he was one of them. They built this little ass. Somewhere. Well, he was in Brazil. At the oh, yeah, time. yeah, he fled to South America. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we'll get to that. Argentina. That. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Argentina. Uh, we'll get to that theory one day in our show. Oh, I'm. I'm. The more I look into it, the more I'm convinced he survived, <laughs> and he's he hit survived down in South America forever the rest <laughs> of his life. Uh, so some time after the Philadelphia experiment in the fifties, at some point, a new project was started uh, called the Phoenix Project. And ended up merging with Project Rainbow. The Phoenix Project took place at Brookhaven National Laboratories in Long Island, New York. Kind of in the same area. Yeah. Uh, one of the people working in this facility was John Von Neumann. Who believed that eventually human thoughts could be received by radio. Then the memories could be stored onto a computer. Uh-huh. And then he could he started to believe that he could tr- control minds with these radio waves. So this is where the big ra- uh, radar comes into play in a minute. Kind of like the little comic book character that we know. Which one? Doom. <laughs> John Von Doom. Oh. How he's like, <laughs> control stuff and everything. And You're right there. And it's, you know, he has his own little, uh, what is it, district kind of thing. Oh, like, uh, La- Latveria. He yeah, has his, his own, own little Latveria. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like the Montauk Project. So, like I said, uh, he believed that, that he could control minds with radio waves. They also believe that this could be the steps to thinking of something and manifesting it into out of nothing, basically. Like we talked about a little bit earlier. Can't create something out of nothing. Got to come from somewhere. Again, we're we we we've got we're up to our knee in, in the water because we're we're warming up to it. A little bit it. warmer, right? Yeah. So they thought, if okay, if I can manifest something out of nothing, uh-huh. can I manifest something out of nothing? in the past so they were trying to figure out if they could bend time and create something out of nothing but in a different era yeah like i i don't know that's just stuff i read i was like that what like it again montauk hurts your head so this is almost like to make something like i say just an object and but only like instead of doing it in our time then they're like trying yes. to so you would think of an ak-47 you would think of and an make a- something appear in a different time you would you'd say like okay i'm gonna think of an ak-47 in, in the time of jesus so jesus yeah. has an ak-47 yeah 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 exactly <laughs> say hello to my little friends <laughs> <laughs> uh so and then mk ultra was from 1953 to 1973 so this uh-huh. falls in time with that so what i th- what i think ended up happening is MK Ultra, Operation Paperclip, Project Rainbow, and the Phoenix Project all come together under the same umbrella in 1971 with the code name Phoenix 2. Okay. Which is also the Montauk Project. Right. So, all those different groups and uh, projects finally hit together. And again, the Maturian candidates. And um, then Operation Rubber Band and Stapler came in 1965. <laughs> that's right. Because right. uh, you, you've heard the mon- the Manchurian candidate. No, go ahead right? and tell me real quick. It's basically um, supposedly uh, Sirhan Sirhan, the one that killed JFK's little brother, right? And um, Lee Harvey Oswald both claim. Oh, like handlers and and well, uh, they they claim agents. that they get like a message passed to them and they zone out and they kill someone, do what they're supposed to do, and then they don't remember doing it right like they have a, a, a i was gonna say a safe word wrong wrong they're thing. almost like a protector like you could say blue banana wait and isn't there a movie mentor in canada yes there, there's actually a couple movies there's um, is that the one with denzel washington yes Zoolander? with the little girl 
Zoolander? Uh, no, that that you're thinking of Man on Fire. Zoolander? Oh, God, that's such a good fucking movie. Is that Zoolander too? Oh yeah, Zoolander is a Manchurian I candidate. I had to say it four times, he? but yeah. Sorry, it's, it's, it, <laughs> I had to think about it for that. We're like, on Man on Fire. Seen? We're on Denzel Washington. But man, is he in that one too? He's in he's in Manchurian Candidate, right. and then there's like a 1970s version of the movie too, 60s or 70s, I think. I don't know. So now I want to talk about the Sage Radar. I think that's what it's how you say it, Sage, S A G E. Yeah, Sage. Sage. Okay. When uh, the work started under the name Phoenix Project at Brookhaven National Laboratory, they realized they couldn't make. This is the theory. Mm-hmm. They realized that they couldn't make a large radar for what they needed there because it would compromise the security of the project. So they moved it to the U.S. Air Force Base Camp Hero to have it built. So it wasn't really the U.S. Air Force is what this theory is is saying, I think. Okay. So it was remote, plus it was surrounded by water, and you know they could get equipment pulled in easily for mm-hmm. this base and everything. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the theory. With the Sage Radar, they thought they could affect the emotional state of a person using the frequencies and, I guess, their thoughts? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The prime test subject was a man by the name of Duncan Cameron, which, Duncan Cameron, hmm. we'll get back into here in a minute. These test subjects were placed inside of a small room on the base, and the Sage Radar system was focused on that room, mm-hmm. bathing them with a massive amount of micro and radio waves. By altering the frequencies and pulse of the radar, they could make the person laugh, cry, angry, or sleepy, basically affect them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a side effect, this would basically do the same to the the entire base. Oh, okay. So it it, it was everyone was getting affected by it. Right. It, it wasn't as controlled as they thought it was. Right. Oh, that's funny. So since they could control the emotions, the next step was control the mind. Mm-hmm. Massive amounts of microwave radiation and intense radio waves is not healthy, apparently. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Test subjects were literally baked by... Which the radio the radio waves, like those megahertz and everything like that, whenever I was reading about it, they are a form of radiation. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that, and I was like... Well. Not a very mild form, not like, you know, uranium. <laughs> right. But <laughs> not it, like it licking is... a uranium pop. Right, right. But it is, yeah. yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, so, like I was saying, it could it would uh, bake some of the uh, test subjects, causing serious internal damage to the lungs and brain. Dang. Yeah. That sucks. They should have had them little vests they put on you when you go to x-ray. <laughs> so, they ended up changing the antenna around 180 degrees and found it would cause less radiation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't that, know why That didn't so make funny. sense to me, so I wrote it down because I was just like, okay, sure. Okay. There's so much thought I do. There's so much <laughs> stupid stuff in here that didn't make sense. And, and some of this, I just ended up copying and pasting because I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling how much that guy who turned the little radio thing or radar thing gets paid, and that's all he did. He was like, turn it. They're like, Jim, more ha- frequency. A quarter, he's like, <laughs> quarter clockwise. Just, just another, just, just a little more to the left. Just like, little, honey, just what do you do today? I just turned, you turn know, the radio, turn the knob, turn, turn the, the knob. knob. That's it. A little more to the left, guys. A little more to the left. In 1973, the scientists uh, wanted to work with a larger group rather than just their base, so they worked with the U.S. Army soldiers uh, that were. Th- they thought they were basically there for R and R, and apparently they did this on the townspeople as well. So they experimented on soldiers. And Doesn't surprise me. Yep, if it's true. 
Is there is there any reports of like or interviews of people who who oh, say that they have had this done? Yeah, there's a couple, oh yeah, there's a handful. Oh, yeah, there's I mean, especially since this or all were crosses over into MK Ultra and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you get a lot of cases of of MK Ultra yeah. uh, victims, and which cross over into the Montauk stuff. It's so confusing. <laughs> right? Yeah, they are really similar. Well, it's because they kind of merged. It's all like one umbrella. Um, Montauk is all the bad things that were happening between the fifties well, and seventies. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait, Montauk. It starts with an M, ends with a K. MK Ultra. Ooh. Hey. Whoa. Whoa. So it's just like a van- revamp. Hold the goddamn phone. You're fucking welcome, yeah. dude. That's why I'm here. Because, because you don't spit much knowledge, <laughs> but when you do, <laughs> Whoa, you blow us hey away. Now, yeah, MK Ultra. Because because uh, people are saying, "Oh, MK stands for mind control." No, mind yeah. control is not. Who MK. the fuck's spelling control? <laughs> Apparently, the creators of Mortal Kombat. You know? But no, oh man, that was a good. That Damn. was really good. I think you just you're. She blew the lid off this whole thing yeah. just now with MK Ultra and where it began. So. Let's let's move on because I, I want to talk about some of the other stuff because this is going to be a long episode. I'm not making this a two-parter. This is going to be one episode. Just plow through it. Okay. So <laughs> one of the stories is that they presented to the United States Congress and ended up getting rejected a new weapon that could drive their enemy insane just by the touch of a button. Congress God. said it was too unsafe or too dangerous. Damn. Which is funny because what do we have? We have one button that the president and the United States Army can press that can kill and send a nuclear weapon or if you buy want, one button and a key if you want to go simpler we all have one button that we push nowadays on our telephones mm-hmm. yeah which is kind of funny it's like you should have presented it where you had to turn a key to it probably would have been approved because <laughs> the army you know they gotta they have to have a key and the president has to have a key and then they can press the button and then there's like a four thousand digit code that they type <laughs> in yeah that's so, that's uh pat that's like saved you know whenever it asks you would you like to save your password <laughs> yes i do please enter your for those rainy nuclear now. days <laughs> well okay so congress didn't pass this like they said negative so you know how they got funding for this change the name of it nope right. nazi gold what are you for so real? i couldn't get this story straight because I'm telling you, you can't search up Montauk without running into Stranger Things bullshit. Right. I love Stranger Things, don't get me wrong, right. but you can't get around it anymore. I mean, it's call almost... me a blonde, but I'm really confused about the gold. Like, where do you take it to trade it in? Like, I know that people, I mean, I know there's cash for gold and shit like that, but who do you pay? There's, I ex- mean, there's exchanges. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Gold. Like, it's yeah. like you're funding with gold, so it's like, well, I'm sure instead that... of carrying cash in there, you're carrying these gold bars and you're like... Okay. Haha, bitch, I got funding. Or this I is mean, the like... this is the U.S. government we're talking about. I'm sure they know some shady people that would exchange gold for cash. Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm sure all this Nazi gold had swastikas on every oh, yeah. stamped on every. I know, piece. but you know what's really funny though is that the only reason why this stuff is valuable is because we've made it valuable. Right. Right. Like, and that's what's funny. It's like if you think about it, they don't mean shit. Right. No. It's a piece yeah, of paper. That's... It's a block of rock. Like. Yeah. That's so funny. We, we put value on it. Yep. Good old currency. And it just paid for a whole entire. Hey, you've, if you've got crazy... a, if you've got this magical piece of paper with a hundred, the number of one hundred on it, that's worth a hundred dollars. Just like the Bitcoin. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. It, it's just what we put value in. Just video games, uh, wh- whatever you know. Yeah. Like, give me shelter, food, comic you know. books. Yeah, it's got its own value. Everything just... has a value for some reason. So yeah. 
back to this Nazi gold. In and, and this is the best uh, version I can give you. Okay. It may uh, splinter off into a couple of versions, but we're gonna stick to one. We're gonna try. Right. Anyways, so 1945, American troops found a train in a tunnel full of Nazi gold in the mountains of southwest Poland. At the time of the war, this would have been southeast Germany. Now, a different source says that this all happened in France. So it either happened in France, it either happened in Poland, or it didn't happen at all. Right. We got three options right now. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, full of weapons, jewels, priceless art, and up to 300 tons of gold hidden inside. They just found Hitler's treasure chest. Well, and it was all in a secret labyrinth of tunnels, which this source said that it was worth $10 billion, apparently. How the hell would back you get a then? train car? That's what then? I didn't understand. If it was back then in the 40s or if it's now. Dude, if it was 10 billion 40s time, oh my God. Right. I, but who's who could get a train car down that long of a tunnel? Well. Is it, I mean, is it like an actual train? Yeah. They say. Uh, now, if you look up articles on this, they think they claim, they claim to have found the spot that they think the train was in. Did you follow that? Yes. That was weird to say. But they think they found the spot, and they are claiming there is no train there, because it would still be there, okay? Because no. they didn't take the train. They just took the stuff. How, well, I would take the train. How else are you going to tell it? They may have it. took the train. Who knows? That's yeah. That's what I was saying. I, I couldn't really... I was about to say teleport it. <laughs> hey, why not? Whoa, Montauk, what else? yeah. yeah. Uh, so, apparently Bring these the tunnels... from that time to this time. Yeah. Apparently these tunnels were part of a Nazi project called Project Rise. R-I-E-S-E. Rice. 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 Project Rise, yeah. So basically, it was, from what I understood, uh, it was to build a base or some kind of headquarters. Uh And they were just trying to build it in these tunnels and stuff. Dude, the Nazis were all about all kinds of projects, man. Right. Yeah, they had some weird shit going on. So there may be more than one story, like I was saying, Uh of of the Nazi gold. But apparently there were no no survivors because there was a big battle. Like, there was Nazi soldiers and, and American soldiers, mm-hmm. and they had this big battle and blew up the train, and it killed everyone. So, how'd they get the Nazi gold here? Yeah. So... <laughs> then they time-traveled before hey, it got blown up. That's oh, what I'm saying. God. Like, the stories that I could get didn't go anywhere. It was just like, that's what everyone to, died. They would have had to go back in time, take that stuff out, and get it out before it well, blew here's, up. Well, here's the paradox. If everyone died, then nobody knows a gold even exists. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Stop thinking too much into it. Everyone died. <laughs> so all this gold was. <laughs> this, I mean, this whole story is just. It makes sense. Well, it's just like the Bible. The Bible keeps getting revamped. And uh, no one's too. even alive from that time. I am. Nobody important. <laughs> Hey. Is alive from that time, should I say? I was going to share my devil gold with you, but not anymore. Is it Nazi stamped? It's probably who got it. And by devil gold, he means... He's probably the one who funded the Montauk Project in probably. MK Ultra. Maybe, maybe. All that demon gold. He is a Montauk Project with his little tail and slither tongue. Each piece of devil gold's worth $666. <laughs> yeah, was that, one of your, was that one of your babies that washed up on shore? With his little beak and everything? I, I mean... If I claim ownership, am I in trouble? Yes. No, definitely not. Because you're a deadbeat dad then. <laughs> you let one of your children die. No. I, I, no, you're no you're no better than those parents who leave their kids in hot cars. You're not supposed to do that? <laughs> no. No. Oh. Oh, my God. It's a thousand God. degrees in their bedroom. But everything's hot in hell. Yeah, that's true. 
It's true. Dad, it's a thousand degrees in this car. Shut up. We're just driving. <laughs> we're just driving to Tallahassee. We're not turning on the air conditioner. Waste <laughs> the gas. Yeah, we're broke. Myth. That's a myth. <clears throat> That's a myth. Okay, so back to the the tunnel. Everyone's they, dead. They brought the gold over. That doesn't. That's exist. how they funded yeah. Project Montauk and all okay. the rest of it. Now, this was an interesting note. After the money ran out, eventually they were funded by ITT. How does ten billion dollars in gold run out? <laughs> well, you must be spending some when serious you're money. Teleporting a ship is not cheap, Rudy. I guess not. <laughs> you just give me a million. I'd hey, survive on that the rest of my tw- life. Twelve stories deep into uh, a secret base is not cheap. A big metal pyramid is not cheap. Have I, you priced these things lately? Yes, I have, actually. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, ITT funded this. Oh, ITT, like... IT, yeah, ITT Tech I, the, and stuff. I, the ITT. I, I don't know how that fits into it, but it did. Uh, okay. And Their it, money's more valuable than Nazi gold? I guess. I guess. And then a company in Germany called Krupp AG. No wonder tuition's so expensive Krupp? for ITT. Croup, croup, probably. Do y'all want to take one more break and then we'll talk about Nikola Tesla? Yeah, and... be, yeah, because my head hurts after this yeah. whole Nazi gold story. <laughs> so many holes to poke in. Okay, so let's take a break. We will be right back. Like, share, subscribe. Your roadmap to the strange and unusual begins with the Travel Oddities Podcast, the only paranormal travel show in the universe with Harley. They say it looks like a horse. This thing's an ad Unless somebody got a really early release of Star Wars, then I'm calling bullshit. Amy. I will get rid of my guns. Stop. You're like microphone Hitler or something. And Brett. Would you look better shitting in public as a naked man or as a werewolf? Find them on iTunes, Stitcher, or at TravelOddities.com. Hey, Rudy. Yes? Are you a fan of the cryptozoology? I am. Do you like, like, Bigfoot and Mothman? Of course. Kristen. Do you like our Monster Madness champion, the Dover Demon? No. No. Well, if you do like these kind of cryptids, you should subscribe to the crate service, Cryptid Crate. Bunch of good stuff in there. Bunch of good stuff. You can get t-shirts, movies, koozies. koozies, I used my koozie yesterday. Bottle openers, all cryptozoology themed. You just have to go to cryptidcrate.com and use the promo code. Like ads and subscribe. Pod. <laughs> secret pod secret pod secret pod secret pod and you can save how much 20 percent. 20 damn percent huge so go huge. to cryptidcrate.com and uh use the promo code because it helps us out too yeah so support mm-hmm. cryptid crate and support us and also check out youtube we uh toby and Kristen usually do um unboxing videos and they're pretty cool but rudy did this one i did the last one yeah be sure to like and share and smash <laughs> smash that subscribe button hit that bell like it owes you money <laughs> so yes that's cryptocrate.com secret pod for 20 percent off breathtaking landscapes mythical creatures a people cast from the frozen rocks Time travel to a world of adventure, ritual, and mystery. Time travel with the Twilight Histories Podcast. It's said that when Alexander conquered East, the Buddha conquered West. 
Now the Greek world is finally, finally at peace. The trumpets rumble from the Acropolis while you debate the Dharma and the Agora. Do not dwell in the past. Do not dream of the future. Just be. Time travel with the Twilight Histories podcast. Time travel. Oh, why not? With the Montauk, right? There's a lot. Let me let me try to speed through some of this and we'll stop at points. I will not interrupt you (laughs) unless you ask a question. So well no interrupt because if you do got a question, I I wanna talk about it, but (laughs) I'm gonna speed as much as I can through it. A porthole or a time tunnel was created under Camp Hero. This allowed scientists to go to any point in time. Some say Nikola Tesla worked on this. Maybe he time-traveled. He was rumored to have worked on the Philadelphia experiment as well. Mm-hmm. But he would have been like 120, 140 or something like that if this were true. Well, if you're time-traveling, time doesn't matter. That's why, I, age. that's why I made those points. Right. Because everyone else was like, he'd be like 140, not if he time-traveled. Exactly. So now there are pictures of old... Nikola Tesla, and mm-hmm. he looks like shit. So oh, he would okay. have still been like eighty if he is time traveling, unless he tra- time traveled as an old, a young man, mm-hmm. and then went back to die in his normal timeline. Hmm. I just made that up on the spot. That would make sense, I guess. Yes, I don't know. but yeah, so the theory is he faked his own death, and he he was still alive during all this at one hundred twenty, thirty, forty. Okay, so let's go back to the Philadelphia experiment mm-hmm. with time travel stuff. Ed Cameron, who I think later is Al Bulick, which is very complicated. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's keep it simple with this because Al Bulick's a story in itself. Yeah, so right now you need to know Ed Cameron and his brother Duncan Cameron. Mm -hmm. So they jump off of the USS Eldridge when it teleports, time travels, whatever it does. Mm -hmm. This is where I started getting confused. They land in 1983. Mm Mm-hmm. In Montauk at Camp Hero. Okay. The Montauk Time Tunnel and USS Eldridge got crossed somehow, and the ship was stuck in hyperspace. Okay. Uh, my eyes went crossed. <laughs> mm, I, I My ears are bleeding. They ended up meeting John Von Neumann, mm-hmm. that scientist I was telling you about that was wanting to do the... Yeah, Dr. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this is 1983. The crazy thing is... John von Neumann died February 8th, 1957, 18 months after he was diagnosed with cancer. So somehow he's alive in 1983. Okay. Now we could say the same thing for him as we did for Tesla. Tesla, yeah, time he, travel. He time traveled. Gotcha. Time travel is, beca- okay, it's becoming like in the comic books where it's convenient. Yes. You know, yes. it's a convenient out. Right. For writers. Yeah, yeah, because you can do anything. Right. Any, uh, you can mess with timelines. Uh, you can say alternate timelines, parallel universes. Exactly. And... If you want to put a nerdy t- twist on it, that's that's kind of what it's reminding me of. Right. It's, oh, how convenient. Time travel. <laughs> so, apparently, somehow, they were sent back to the USS Eldridge to destroy the equipment that was keeping the ship in hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Albulix says that before the USS Eldridge rematerialized, Duncan jumped back off the ship and returned back to 1983. 
Now, mm. this next paragraph or two, I'm going to read straight from some website I copied it from, and it's a doozy. Okay. Follow me, okay? I'll try. Duncan Cameron was used extensively as a psychic in the Montauk Project. During one of the experiments, Duncan lost his time lock and began to age one year for every hour that passed. The time engineers at Montauk went back in time to 1950 and convinced Duncan's original father, Alexander Cameron, to serve another son. When done, they removed Duncan's soul and put it into the new child. The new Duncan Cameron picked up where the old Duncan Cameron left off. He became one of the principal psychics who manned the Montauk chair, which we'll talk more about that in just a second. Duncan is in the process of slowly recovering his memories. He recalls being on the USS Eldridge and now accepts that Al, Al Bulick, was his brother. He remembers going to Mars and many of the things that happened at Montauk. The process of remembering has been difficult for him because it goes against his true nature. Hopefully in time, we will all get his true story of what really happened at Montauk. Did you follow any of that? No. No, I'm not even trying to pretend. <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have to do an episode on Albulic, the, mm-hmm. the Camerons, and, and really dive it, deep dive into just that part of the story alone. When this episode airs, I'm going to have to rewind this a few times. Yeah. Just to get the idea of that story. Yeah. It. Let's just move on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they also use these time tunnels to visit Mars and explore. And I guess there was something about tunnels underneath Mars that they would explore. Okay. I, or maybe I just misunderstood. But they'd, they'd go to Mars and they met aliens. And Neat. they used these time tunnels to go back and fix uh, certain things in history. There was something about the Civil War. They had uh-huh. to go back and fix something in the Civil War. Which, when, when, I, when I was reading it and, and hearing about it, it made me think of uh, what's the Hulu uh, TV show? The date that uh, JFK got shot? Oh, eleven twenty-three, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Sixty-three or is it fifty-eight? Sixty. No, sixty-sixty-three. Yeah, I thought it. Yeah, whatever it is. Okay, mm-hmm. so but in that spoiler, I'm gonna give a spoiler. If you haven't watched that show or read the book, spoiler. Mm-hmm. It may not be like the book, but spoiler for the show for sure. He goes back and stops. Oswald, which in that show, Oswald's the one that kills JFK. It's not a conspiracy. It's right. straight up Oswald. Right. He stops Oswald, and JFK lives, and it causes some like a post-apocalyptic world when he goes back to his time. Yeah, exactly. So it makes me think that maybe there was something that happened during the Civil War, like if the South would have won, something bad would have happened. Right. Well, I mean, uh, besides the obvious, like something more tr- tragic for our country. Well, let me ask. Let me ask this: if if something, okay, how do they know something bad happened in the past if we're not aware of something well, bad happening? See, okay, that's where time travel makes my head hurt because that would mean that they created a whole new timeline and and yeah, that means they screwed okay, something up. That means all this would have had to have happened in timeline A. Mm-hmm. They went back and fixed something at the Civil War, so now we are on a new timeline B. Mm-hmm. And we're not even anywhere near timeline A. Right. I'm so, on timeline Z with all this shit. I can't. <laughs> I'm not even on here. So yeah, that's 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 time travel though. Which I want to do another episode on time travel. Oh my god! In the future, that'd be great. Like we did in the past. Yes. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't even. Did you see what I did? Don't there? <laughs> even try. 
Don't try your shenanigans on this show. <laughs> so they use this time tunnel to possibly get the technology to make it possible to go to the moon from like the future. So that's how we got the technology to go to the moon was shit from the future. Right. But then there's also a flip theory to this exact same theory saying that they <laughs> faked the moon landing at Montauk. So which is it? Well, yes. They faked the moon landing. Yes. That's all I heard. So we faked the moon landing or we went to the future to grab the technology to go to the moon. Yes. So it, you know what? With Montauk, it could be both. It's both. It's both. They got because the technology. The timelines. They, they, yeah, they got the technology, and they're like, you know, it'd be much easier just to fake this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I wish that there, <laughs> just there was a life form on Mars or something that was, or the Moon or something that was smart enough to transmit a video down here in their language and just have like the little subtitles on the bottom. It was like Americans are fucking liars. They never came to the Moon. <laughs> we have never seen one of the motherfuckers <laughs> land. If they came up here to our hood, we see their little, right. uh, we see their little uh, automated vehicle, the remote control cars up here all the time. We, we smash laugh them. at your dumb <laughs> at American your dumb ways, primitive technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got a question though uh, for this. Okay, does this cause Mandela effect too? If we're gonna just keep throwing in fucking no, theory after CERN, theory? CERN is Mandela. <laughs> CERN will always be Mandela. Well, oh, like mind control Mandela. Don't take, don't take. Mandela away from me with CERN. Uh, Montauk can keep its MK Ultra. It, okay, if you want to go anywhere with Montauk and MK Ultra, you look into social media. Uh, it's, it's say that they're funding social media to manipulate people's minds. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying Montauk is still going around? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's in every single one of our pockets right now. Do you want me to tell you about the Montauk chair? Yes. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Okay, so a, a man named Stuart Swell Swerder Sword Squirter Swordlow Stuart Squirter. Oh God, that sounds horrible. Oh God, that sounds so gross. I, I'm gonna say it. Stuart Swordlow okay. claims to have been involved in the Montauk Project, and as a result, he says his psionic functionalities were boosted, but when his Psychic powers were boosted. Uh-huh. He lost all of his emotions and like has PTSD now. Like it, it fucked him up. Like it imbalanced him. He has so, no. He has no emotions now. I, I guess I didn't really understand. Hmm. He's just a very plain, boring guy, but he can move stuff with his mind. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so he's boring. <laughs> yes, but he can move shit with his mind. That's still boring. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still kind of weirded out about the whole creating something out of nothing you can't do that we're about to get there that's that's so an alien supposedly designed this chair which an individual could sit in and boost his mental and precipitary powers don't know what precipitary means a prototype duplicate was given to britain and put in a facility on the river thames Mm -hmm. times times it's it's pronounced times what is river times it's the river in london or in england so why did they put a chair there Maybe there's a facility Ooh, near there. Okay, so I don't know anything about that. Um, Duncan Cameron, back to Duncan Cameron, I should say. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's more in this. Would use this chair for his psychic abilities, and this is where he would actually manifest stuff. Mm-hmm. So the story goes, he appeared... Okay, there's a longer story that I heard from another podcast, so I'm kind of ripping this off, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't have it written down in my notes, but it was kind of interesting if it's all true uh-huh. with any of this. Uh-huh. 
apparently him and some of the uh, uh, other scientists were like, hey, we've got to stop the bad guys. They're using this for evil. They're going to use it for evil because there's, uh, you know, child abduction. They're testing on pe- on people in the town. There's all this bad stuff that they're trying to do for whatever reason, trying to control people's minds. So what they did was they said, hey, next time I sit in that chair, I'm going to think of something terrible. And that should scare them into stopping this project. And apparently he manifested some kind of big Bigfoot creature. Uh, one source says it was an electric Bigfoot. Okay. I've heard it from a couple of sources, I should say. But it was a Bigfoot-like creature. And some people say it might have been the Jersey Devil. Regardless of what this creature was, it wrecked the entire base. Nice. And they did stop. So there's that. So he can manifest living creatures. Yeah. Well, if you're sitting in this chair and you have psychic abilities. Right. So precipitatory means serving to participate uh, or precipitate, causing something to happen. So, oh, okay. So he was that, the happening. So cause and effect. It was P-R-E-C-I-P-I-T-A-T-O-R-Y. Hmm. Is that hmm. it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you want something to happen, this chair would allow that. Yes. Thing to happen. Yes, he just has to use his psychic abilities that he has and it enhances them. Okay. So, so mind over matter, essentially, is what they're talking about. Right. He can make whatever he wanted to appear. So this uh, next person I want to talk about, I can't say his name at all. Enrico Chekhov, a Spanish-Russian descendant, reported in 1988, after defecting to the USA, he claims that satellite surveillance captured during the 1970s, showing some kind of a large bubble in that area. Uh-huh. And they 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 think it was like space and time, but it was just a bubble in the area of the Montauk uh, facility. Right. Which, this is supposed to be the evidence that there was something crazy going on there, some kind of time travel or something, right? Mm-hmm. It, apparently, he was going to share the, the pictures with, like, the New York Times or something, and... Wouldn't you know it, the damn pictures got stolen from his house. I'll be dipped. So he had this proof that there was a time bubble. No kidding. And it just, they just, but they didn't steal anything else. Oh. Just those pictures. What a giant something I don't believe in. Right. (laughs) Coincidence. So like I was saying earlier about the the boys, mind control experiments were conducted on runaway kids, kidnapped boys, and uh, they were brought to the base and, and... Physical, mental, all kinds of torture. From what I understood, they were trying to like break them down. Yeah, yeah. so they could reprogram them. MK Ultra, basically, yeah. is what that was. Yeah, and they were going to reprogram them with like slave minds or sleeper agents right, or right. whatever they needed them for. Mentoring candidates. Yes. again. They yeah. were going to alternate their personalities, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that's what the what was it called? The Montauk Boys. The Montauk Boys. I think. So I think that's what that is. Hey, little fun fact that I didn't realize. You know who else was claimed to be part of MK Ultra? Who? The Unabomber. Oh. Yeah. I completely forgot to bring that up during our MK Ultra episode, but Well, this uh, fits. <laughs> yeah. Uh supposedly when he went to Harvard when he was like cuz he was super smart. Right. Uh he w- went to Harvard at 16 and he got selected to be one of the candidates for MK Ultra, him and another kid supposedly. If uh you believe his, if, his... if you believe in that kind of thing. Right. So I, I think pretty much the rest of my notes are just kind of random things that I was finding. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I couldn't put this in any kind of order. So it's let's just 
We're just gonna hit these. If okay. it if it makes if it's out of order or it should have been somewhere else, just know there's so fucking much to this. Right. It's it's hard to keep it straight. If you're not if if you know where it belongs in the order, leave a, a comment in the comment section. Yeah, like <laughs> tweet us or something <laughs> at Secret Transpod. Yeah. So apparently there was flying saucers uh at the Philadelphia experiment in nineteen forty three and they got sucked into that time warp. Oh my god. And they were transported to one of the underground tunnels in Montauk and got stuck there. The aliens demanded a large quartz crystal to help get their ship's engine started to be able to leave. The time machine was used to obtain one from another planet. Okay. It's also believed that this is where the men in black were created. Okay. And trained or or whatever. Right. So we got men in black now. Mm -hmm. In 2007, Christopher Campbell claimed that he had been... uh, that he had been subjected to a battery of tests at the end of which he acquired superhuman and extrasensory abilities. Mm. I could not find this guy. I looked, but I found Andrew Perro. And what I say? Andrew? Andrew. Andy. I found Andrew Perro. He claims to have been. Uh, he claims to have been put through some kind of combination of genetic manipulate manipulation manipulation Manipulation. all these big words are tongue-tying me yeah yeah the trauma-based mind control and salvia mind control training resulting in superhuman (laughs) feats and psionic abilities in addition to this mr pero alleges to have been unwittingly used in covert assassinations as a wait the What's the candidate? Manchurian candidate. A Manchurian yeah. candidate. There you go. Yeah. And also in missions connected to the Montauk projects, yeah. such as time travel. There you go. Andy first went public with his story in August of 1998. He has lots of claims, but he claims he was introduced to a reptilian being while in an underground base sometime in like 89 to 90. So now we have reptilians. That's the only reason I grabbed this one. You know... At the beginning of this episode, you should put in uh, get your conspiracy bingo cards ready. Oh yeah, but, yeah, because this is just as bad as uh, yeah. as Phil Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's crossover. <laughs> exactly. At first, oh here's a, here's a quote of him meeting the uh, reptilian. This mm-hmm. is his uh, description of it. At first, I saw a seven foot tall human Aryan looking man. He walks towards me, and I notice his image phases out as if something interfered with an energy field. He does something to a device on his belt and tells me, okay, I'll show you. He then pushes some button, and I see his image change into a seven-foot-tall lizard-like creature who looked like he weighed over 400 pounds. Okay, anytime a seven-foot-tall man approaches me and then starts grabbing his belt and goes, I'll show you. (laughs) No. No. No, you will not. That's what you, uh... No. You don't say that when I grab my belt. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Hey, let me show you something. No. You get that little thing out of here. (sighs) That little nubby nubs. We don't need to see it. Whatever. Everyone everyone knows Satan, the drill. (laughs) All right. Golly. Uh, to me, that just sounds like he he had a bad sexual encounter, and he's taking <laughs> it out on someone. Yeah. Uh. Well, and and this, we may have to come back to investigate on this one. Which one? This this, this next one? Andy. No, no, no. This Andy. Uh, what's his name? Andy Paro. Paro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because uh, this all seems interesting, and there's a uh, there's a bunch of other stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds a lot like Al Bulick stories, though, so I don't know if there's some kind of connection there. Right. I want to talk about Al Bulick one day because of his uh, how he talks about the future. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even we didn't even talk about him going into the future. Now yeah. I think we did a little bit in our Phil, uh, Phil Schneider episode. Yes. So basically, Phil Schneider, MK Ultra, Philadelphia Experiment, and this episode all go together. Right. And and we'll end up doing Albulic. Yeah, and we'll expand more on this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, here's here's one that you might like. Uh, AIDS may have been created at Montauk. Great, <laughs> fantastic. Why not? I was the head scientist on that one. I can confirm it. Were really? Yeah, really? yeah. I created AIDS. I figured you of all people wouldn't want AIDS around as as oh, active as you are. They taste delicious. Oh damn. You're a sick bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you got, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that's pretty much all the research I got. Um, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying on the inside, Kristen, just so you know. What do you, what do you think? I give up. <laughs> <laughs> this one's too much to handle. I know. I know. Uh, I did my part. <laughs> so, okay, here's, here's a couple things that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. Unless you have something you want to bring up right now. The only thing I want to bring up is, like you said earlier, you can't, you can't look up anything on Montauk without running into Stranger Things. If you look at the sources mm-hmm. of this episode, like because mm-hmm. I always post the sources now of where I read a bunch of this stuff, right? You will see more sources than I've ever posted on any other website or any other episode, right? Because I, there's so much. First mm-hmm. off, there's so much bad information. There's so much Stranger Things information. And see, th- th- that was my point. Is um, I was going to say is, if Montauk actually has something going on at it, they've done a fantastic job of of doling out a ton of misinformation. Right, because of the There's show. There's so much garbo. Which which is weird, because we were talking about this off mic earlier, mm-hmm. about how it it it's almost getting hard to do research on some of these uh incidents right. because they make movies or video games exactly. or books mm-hmm. and that have nothing to do with the actual sighting or whatever well like you said battle of la yeah if you try when we did the ba- battle of la episode mm-hmm. the U- it's a ufo sighting supposedly that happened in uh, 1942 40, yeah. which would have been the time of all this too right mm-hmm. um well, before World War, during World War Two, anyways, right. and if you try to do research, you get that stupid movie that I mm-hmm. haven't seen, or the graphic novel, right? So, so it's it's going to get harder and harder mm-hmm. the, the more time goes on, and and all this information is going to just get jumbled up more and more, yeah, it's diluted. Like, it's like you said off mic. If we had done this two years ago, before Stranger Things was a thing, might have been a little easier to do research on it. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up was mm-hmm. I saw a lot of places that were like, no, they couldn't, they wouldn't have built layers underneath the the camp hero because there's water all around them. I have a theory that that would be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. One, if they have some kind of uh, hydroelectric thing, what's hydrothermal? That? Well, or hydroelectric, uh, like. Generator, right? Or if they had some kind of nuclear thing, they they need water to cool off the the nuclear cores right. and stuff. They they have it all right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or let's just say it's a kill switch. 
if something goes da- if something goes wrong at the bottom 12th floor, they flood it. They flood the whole thing. Everything is dead. Oh, not bad. That's not bad at all. that's why I would think that would be the most ideal thing rather than Area 51 where if there are bases or or uh Denver Airport, mm-hmm. you can't flood though. Mm-hmm. You can't stop anything that's happening if if there's stuff going on there. Or CERN. Or yeah. Well, are they by water? No, but they're underground. If anything happens over there, it's going to get out. Right, right. So I think, honestly, the most ideal thing would be to be right there on the water. Right. Oh, and, and one thing I heard from another uh, podcast, because I listened to about three or four podcasts because I was trying to see, okay, I've reached researched so much. Right. Is there anything else I can find? One of the cool things that I that one show mentioned, I, I wish I could remember the show to give them credit. Uh, they said something about 20 miles north or so mm-hmm. of Montauk, there's a Navy base with submarines and stuff. Right. That would be the perfect opportunity to submarine these uh, Project Paperclip uh, or Operation Paperclip Nazi mm. scientists over to yeah. Montauk or equipment or right. whatever. Right. We didn't even touch on like all the kidnapped kids. I mean, we talked about it, but apparently like there was thousands of kids being kidnapped. And I meant to see if if there was like a high rate of kidnappings in New York and, and the surrounding areas in that time. But I forgot to do all well, that. Well, it's like you said earlier, though, they were runaways or they were orphaned. Right. So not going to be very many reports on on that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff we could have done to like kind of half ass fact check some of right. this stuff. But there was so oh, much, gosh, and we so did. Much. We and, mi- we missed a lot. And the thing is, we at this point we don't even know if, if it's legit, right? Because there's so much disinformation. There's there's a bunch of people that uh, say that they work there. Uh, right. I say a bunch of people. There's three or four main people that say they work there on the project. They've seen stuff. They were part of experiments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. It is. It really is. It's it's one of those that man. If you have time, you're gonna need it. Yeah, you really are. And you may not even touch on Montauk. You may be watching other things the whole time. Yep, it's it's a uh, this one was not fun. Do you no. Th- do you no. think Montauk is real? Or, or I think I think I mean obviously Montauk is <laughs> real. Well, I don't know with the whole space time thing. It may not be real anymore. Right. Shoot. Do you think something fishy was happening at this base? You know, if it was. I don't know because there's so much garbage to sift through that it's hard to tell if anything does happen to me. I'd say at this point, no. The only thing I w- I would really think is that MK Ultra stuff was happening there. MK Ultra was happening everywhere. That's though. that's why I think that because it was such a big project. Right. Uh, I feel like that's probably the only true part of it is mm-hmm. they maybe mm-hmm. they were trying. But MK Ultra. Where did, where did the men that stare at goats thing happen? Oh God. I want to say a, a desert, wasn't it? Wasn't that a, like a desert facility? I don't know. I've never watched that movie, but that's oh, an insane movie, dude. I, that's that's supposedly true. It's kind of boring, but it's kind of neat at the same time. We may have to touch on that case one time, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I, I'm just saying, I didn't know if that had to do with anything with this bunch of stuff. I don't, I don't remember them referencing. They probably did mention Montauk, and I just it just didn't click at the time, right? That was before you're awoke. Right. When my eyes were still closed. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Kristen? You got a hot take on it? What do you think? No. You don't think it's real? <laughs> I, I... I mean, the shady stuff. The, the base is there. I mean, I'm sure the base is there, but 
I mean, not unless I heard some testimonies or something like that. Like, like I said, there's a bunch of them. There's, there's a good handful. It had to be really fucking good. I mean, well, sure, I'm got, sure like, the government's hours. doing some. Right. I'm sure the government's doing some shady shit. I mean, they always are, and I mean, yeah, there's a lot of holes. Watching you. But yeah. Yeah, but, it's it's weird though that if they built this public park and everything, they still have sections of it cordoned off where people can't get in. Well, it's it's just the buildings and f- due to radiation and stuff is what I understood. Like that's what they always say, it's due to radiation. But I know. think that's the lazy excuse of, <laughs> as we know from the Godzilla movie, it's not really radiation. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just what they say. <laughs> well, I I think it has to do with more of like. Okay, it's expensive to knock this down. Mm-hmm. We don't want to spend money on it. Just put up a fence. Say, it, it's, say it's condemned. It, it, leave it alone. Just let it fall apart on its own. Right. I really right. think, because if you see that big satellite, I mean, you would think that they'd go pick up those pieces and, and scrap them or something, but they're just like, fuck it. Right. Or yeah. satellite, I'm sorry, radar. Radar, yeah. Radio, uh, radio tower, radio yeah. receiver, whatever. Sage. Sage. It's just, it's huge. Yeah. But... You can go down many more rabbit holes. This this is a never-ending topic. Oh, God. I would like to read those books, though, and, and just... Uh, not me. <laughs> God, you go right on ahead. I mean, I would like someone to read the books and tell me the, the summary of it. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Read the book and then um, um, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I think that's it for this this. Uh, I've got Montauk. nothing else, man. I'm done with it. I I'm am s- too. I'm so happy we completed it and got through all my notes. Yep. Let's time travel and do it again. No. Let's uh, start all the way over. God. Actually, let's time travel and stop us from doing it let's and save the future. Did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is future Toby. Please, don't dare this episode. The fate of the world. What the hell was that? I don't know. It, it, it was you. Was It well, It did look like me, but it, it did. He was like wearing silver and like arm pads. And... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm done with this podcast. Yeah, dude. let's. Okay, we're out of here. I'm out. All right. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure that you have subscribed to us on one of the many platforms that we are available on. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. You follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Transpod. You follow our, maybe like, maybe you like our Facebook page. Do, do whatever you do on the Facebook page. We have a group on Facebook called the Secret Transmissions Secret Group. So come join that. You can donate to us on our Patreon. We have a bunch of cool rewards and a bunch of stickers. It's patreon.com slash secrettransmission. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt from our Public page. And I will have a link in the description, so you can just go click that. We've got a bunch of t-shirts, a bunch of designs, and they go on sale all the time. So every t-shirt you buy does directly help support the show. And if you're looking for an interesting YouTube channel, go check out the 401 Files on YouTube. If you like paranormal and spooky stuff, you will definitely like this channel. And you can follow them on Twitter at 401 Files. So go check them out. Make sure you check out the Dark Myths Collective. There's a bunch of great shows on there. Rumor Flies, Blurry Photos, Zang This, 
We all teamed up just recently, and if you go on your podcast app of choice and search Dark Myths, you will see our Dark Council over Greek mythology. It was a lot of fun. I talked about Hades, so I know Satan will be happy about that. It was a lot of fun. We just talked about different Greek mythology legends and stories and stuff. So go check that out. Uh, go to darkmyths.org and go check out some of the great shows a part of the uh, the collective. We are also going to be associated with a new network called the Somebodies Network. And you can find them on Twitter at somebodiesnet, which buddies is B-U-D-D-I-E-S. So somebodies net go check them out there's going to be a bunch of great shows on that it hasn't officially kicked off yet but you can go like the twitter page and one last quick thought before i uh i close this out i talk about synchronicity all the time and uh i I like to watch south park and i happen to watch the imagination land episode after we recorded this episode and uh it kind of made me think of the montauk chair anyone else get that vibe anyways that's it for this week. We hope you come back and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Test, 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 <clears throat> check. So, Toby, I'm, I'm starting, I'm thinking about starting my own trapeze act. Yeah. I'm going to start uh, calling us the uh, um, the flying simpletons. Who's we? Whoever. Whoever wants to join. Just yeah. put on some unitards and, and uh, swing around and, and uh, hopefully not get hurt. What color? Process. What color? Uh... I'm partial to red. Red? But, uh, it's, it's is it whoever. me and you? Or are you saying we as in me and you? No, as in whoever. We. We is collective. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I can just see y'all morons in unitards <laughs> swinging around some big old, sh- big old sign. Flying simpletons. <laughs> What's their big trick? Well, they try to swing on the trapeze and they fall well, halfway down. They try not to kill themselves. That's that's their whole goal. It's the flying simpletons. <laughs> oh, man. Check, check. That's too loud. That's way too loud. Especially for that guy. Speaking of simpletons. Hey. Check, check, check. Check, check out my ass. Check out my ass. Check out my ass. Oh. <laughs> no, you're right. fine. It's the devil. Hello, little girl. Do I sound funny or, or does, I sound, does it sound good? <laughs> Rudy, do you, is this loud enough? Yeah, I can... I don't know if I'm hearing you through, like, you, or if, I, if you're bleeding through a little bit. Let's see. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, Toby was talking. I think I'm hearing you outside oh, of me. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I know that this is, like, a very, like, terrible time to say this. But I Pinterested Montauk, and I really want to go. Actually, I would be interested in going to Montauk, too. You go it's to that staged park? beautiful, first of all. I bet it is. I, I want to get inside the radio, or I keep saying radio, the radar tower. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Um, that's, and I, illegal. I, li- I like our idea. I'm Black 11. I like my idea Guarantee that I threw that. out at you. Everyone want to 
want to say goodbye? I swear to God, if somebody pops into this room and goes, don't do this, <laughs> uh, you're going to burn that audio. <laughs> Like you like edit in some like sound effects. You know what? So hold on, this this is still recording, but I'm editing this part out. So there's, uh, <laughs> sorry. Gotta, oh, you're fine. I got a tickle or something. There there's a couple of episodes where we reference future Toby. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it became a thing on right. the uh on the uh Patreon episode. Uh huh. It because I was like future Toby, tell me what movie this is. Okay. Oh no! You heard it. You, yeah, that was on. Um, yeah, yeah, the the Dallas the, thing. Yeah, the Dallas one. And I, I said, "This is Future Toby." <laughs> so Future Toby's a thing already. Yeah, yeah. Should I have Future Toby come? You should. In? What should he say? And you should do it to where it like bye. sounds like you're off mic. We didn't say bye. Well, we we're. Something. I think we're gonna do a little bit right here. Yeah, we're not. Oh. We're not quite saying bye yet. Oh, but I could say bye, and you can stop. Yeah, yeah. So you can go away now. Is that what you're? No, trying? I'm not trying to go away. Um, just, I'd say, like, we're just, like, actually come running in here and, like, edit in some sound effects first. What about, like, an explosion? Like, yeah. And then it has to be, yeah, it has to be off, kind of off mic and be like, whatever you do, do not air this episode. And then do the sound effect where you warp back out. <laughs> okay. That's but I got to introduce, this is future Toby. No, 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 no. You don't even do that. You just say, this is future Toby. Just don't air this episode. And then phase in, okay. phase out, say that, phase out. You just edit in the sound effects. But you have to no, do No, hold on. I got it. I got it. Have the, the, the noise mm -hmm. and be like, this is future Toby. Do not air this episode. It could be dangerous. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And like, like it, because like, it aired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what was that about? I yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, a good point. So you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there'll be an explosion. Ready to say goodbye, Roger. <laughs> <laughs>